Hi there, I'm William Korn, Senior North American Sales Manager for the Fix Industrial Scanning Machine Vision Solutions here at Zebra. And I'm excited to welcome you all to the first episode of our new Industrial Automation Insider podcast series. I know many of you are probably automating some process out there today. However, the automation technologies that were on production lines or in warehouses a decade ago are not necessarily the same ones that will be there a decade from now. Uh, the machine vision systems hitting the market today, for example, are, are much simpler to deploy, configure, use, and manage than the legacy systems out there. And they're supporting many more applications than ever before, even you know, uh, fixed industrial scanners, RFID technology, and even robots roll up into the same same type of managed systems. In fact, we're just wrapping up the the Modex show that we all attended, and I got to tell you, Zebra had an amazing booth. It's one of the first ones that we've ever done like this, where it was a, a circular automated process where you had fixed industrial scanning, looking at totes that were being dropped off by our AMRs from from Fetch and uh, using our print and apply machines, our print engines that are out there for SLAM technology, and then also uh, going through tunnels for for RFID technology. So very interesting, and and I think the takeaways were, were huge. We had a ton of people come by and, and really say, wow, that, that's, we didn't know that Zebra had so many solutions and, and could basically bookend everything from, from one side to the other or start the beginning on a, on a solution, um, for a warehouse application. So I thought it would be helpful to sit down with engineers and technologists, operations managers and with experts well versed in, in the industry of automation and get a pulse on what's happening out there in this space. So we'll discuss new applications and best practices, share key learnings from some of Zebra's recent technology deployments and answer your questions. So without further ado, let me introduce my first guest, Jim Witherspoon, who has spent almost two decades working with the world's top companies to install thousands of machine vision and fixed industrial scanning solutions. His experience spans application engineering, sales, and management, and he's currently the product manager responsible for Zebra's fixed industrial scanning and machine vision solutions, which means he's very plugged into what's happening out there in the space. And today we're going to chat about the recent advancements made in industrial automation technology platforms, as well as the big trends that will influence operational changes in manufacturing, warehousing, and logistics, this year, and, and as a result, impact overall technology buying decisions. Hey, Jim, thanks for joining me. I know that was a long introduction, but man, I'm so glad that you're here. Oh, well, great. Well, I'm excited to be here, too. Thanks for having me and uh, looking forward to this. Well, hey, let's start by talking about machine vision. That term means a lot of different things to a lot of different people, mainly because we're at this crossroads where both legacy and modern systems are in play, especially in production operations. What is the overall sentiment you're hearing about the potential of machine vision moving forward, knowing that many organizations were challenged to get their desired return on investment in the past decades? I can see you're going to start your podcast off with no softball questions, right? That's a, that's a very <laughs> no, good. No, you, you, you get no quarter here. <laughs> wow. That's great. Well, it's uh it's a very good question. 
Uh, it is something that a lot of people are talking about. And I'll, I'll start by defining machine vision, uh, the way, the way we look at it. We look at it as like deterministic, uh, solutions, right? So, uh, a device will capture and acquire an image and then a person will put tools on there to, to solve an application, right? And that could be a barcode reader for barcode reading applications. It could be a blob tool, some measurement tools, combining those types of things. We'll talk a little bit later, uh, potentially if I get the chance about some deep learning things. But yeah, think about that when we talk about machine vision. Let, let's start by framing it like that. Uh, but it's really a rocking space to be in. It, it's, it's growing, uh, at a really high pace. Uh, you know, we're seeing 30% growth in a lot of the, the different markets that it, that it, it goes into. Um, and a lot of it is driven by, you know, things becoming possible that weren't possible in the past, right? So, you know, hardware is becoming more powerful. It has more re- resolution and faster processing powers. Uh, there's newer technologies out there like Squeer, right, uh, that, that allow you to open up and do inspections that could never have been done before in the past. And then there's a ton of focus and growth on 3D and deep learning. Um, and you'll see a lot of companies entering the market and going after a lot of those different types of, of things. Uh, from a manufacturing standpoint, or people who use uh, machine vision, you know things have drastically changed over the three years, just like uh, everyone has, right? You know, um, everyone's this COVID crisis has hit, and and things have changed. So we're talking a shift. So people aren't talking about return on investment as much anymore, and and treating vision as something that was nice to have. They're basically saying things like, if we don't automate, we're going to be in big trouble, right? And that's because there's shortages of people and component shortages that are really driving their their outlook on automation. You know, manufacturers out there today, you know, they're looking for new technologies, and and one of the things they're looking for is technology that's easy to deploy, right, and easy to implement because there, there's tons of opportunities for automation. Uh, you know, the key here is to get it easy enough for them to use and put it in with scale, right. Uh, unfortunately, in the past decades, you know, people have looked at machine vision as a necessary evil. Uh, and that was kind of due to the complexity and challenges and, and just lack of some of the technology that wasn't there before in the past. So at, at Zebra, we're looking to change that, right? We're trying to make machine vision the superhero that could come in and save the day and make machine vision easy and allow it to, for, for people to put it in, like I said, to scale. So you'll see, like in some of our products, we, we talk about uh, making things easy for people to deploy, right? We have some technology called Image Perfect that allows people to go in and you know, make sure you have the optimal image setting for each tool that you have. Therefore, you have less false rejects, less, you know, you know, escapes of products getting out. Um, you know, a single trigger will give you a single output, so you don't have to write a bunch of PLC code. Like those types of things to make things easier for people. And then you talk about, you know, when things go wrong, how fast can I get the system back up and running? That's what a lot of manufacturers are looking for. You know, so we, we build things like the Golden Image Compare. You know, this allows somebody to quickly click a single button. They'll pop up what the image and, and system looked like, you know, six months ago when it was set up and compare it to what it looks like uh, today. Uh, and that gives someone a head start on, on trying to figure out what was wrong with it, right? I can see that the camera is now tilted or that my lens is dirty, those types of, of things, uh, you know, that side-by-side comparison. So in a nutshell, you know, the market's changing to that instead of return on investment, what we have to do. And again, they're looking for solutions that are going to be easy and uh, to use and implement and maintain. Well, I think it's I think it's a very interesting thing that that Zebra got into machine vision and fixed industrial scanning. And I think that that is the other question is like now that we've identified what machine vision is and and what it means to us is is why why now and and why this market and you know I have. 
20 years in the industry, you have 20 years in the industry or a little bit more. And, and I think it's, it's interesting to see it from our perspective because we see it as, well, this has always been here. Um, but the, the, the fact that Zebra is getting into this, I think it's a, a very unique opportunity because this is a mature market and we get to build something. And I think we have built something with our, with our technology that is, unique and, and, and genuine. And we've taken basically the best of, of what's out there and, and deployed it. And, and like you said earlier, we made it easy to use and easy to deploy, easy to administer. And I think that that is our focus moving forward. But I'm, I'm curious, where does machine vision peak the, the interest right now? And, and what are certain industries or applications that you can think of right off the top of your head? where where we fit and and how we go after that now that we have this at zebra yeah great question again so there's really two right and this one's going to sound like it's just like an overall catch-all but it's really the truth and the first one is just it's everywhere and it's it's general and people need error proofing and quality inspection everything being made i talked a little bit about shortages that are out there today like component shortages and, and human shortages you can't find people to work uh, it's very difficult and challenging. So machine vision is, is being found in every every segment of the market, if you will, right? Um, another one is, is components. So I'll start there. I'll talk about the component shortages first. So in the past, even like a 10-cent component uh, wasn't that important. So a lot of people were doing machine vision inspection at the end of the line, right? They were just checking the, the part as it leaves to make sure all the components were there and it looked good. So what we're seeing is everyone's now moving up machine vision up the, the, the operation chain, up to the, you know, the processes and checking for those inspections and defects earlier. It's not because the component is, 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 is not important anymore. You know, that 10 cent part might cost a dollar now. It's if, as you keep building on, right, you start with, you know, product A and then you add component B to it and then component C to it. And by the time you add that, you're at, you continue to add value to that. If you don't catch the errors initially and you only catch them at the end, you're wasting all those components per se, right? So we're seeing a big push for people to inspect components when they're created or added to an assembly or operation. Any misstep could cause a component to have to be wasted. When you can't get components, you can't waste components. When components are now becoming more and more expensive each and every time, you know, it's becoming a big problem. So that's, that's the first piece of that shortage that's really driving that general machine vision to be used in more and more places than we've seen in the past. Uh, the second one is, is the human shortages. Uh, in, in the past, you would see a plant where somebody is sitting at the end of the line and their sole job is to just look to see if there was a hole where there should be a hole or a part where there should be a part. Uh, you can't afford to do that anymore. That person is so important and such a scarce resource that you need that person to be running a machine or doing some other kind of inspection or doing some other kind of task that's way more important, right? Because you can automate that now with, with vision. And that's what we're seeing a lot of people doing is, is taking those those spots where people were just standing and doing quality inspections, automating those with, with cameras and redeploying those people, right, to more important areas in, in the shop floor and in, in the building or in general, right? Because you just can't find people and, and it's pretty – Pretty rough out there for for manufacturers and just about anybody. I go walk down the street of any town in America, right, and all the windows help wanted, help wanted, right. Uh, starting at this number of dollars an hour, um, you know, this is just a shortage of of, of people to work. So you're seeing a lot of, of that being uh, adjusted into the the world. Uh, the second piece that is really trying to drive people, and you're hearing about it everywhere, is, is deep learning. 
right? Some people call it computer vision or AI, you know. Um, it, it's definitely out there. It's a term. And what it's doing is it's opening up things that people can't do in the past. You mentioned the years of experience that we've had. Uh, it just means we're getting old, Will. But um, what, what it does is <laughs> think about all the applications that we've done or looked at in the past that you couldn't do with standard machine vision, right? There's probably a laundry list of things that scratch detection or looking at a weld or how do you know if this thing is good or, you know, I'm looking at a snowflake and I need to make sure. All those sorts of applications where in the past you just couldn't do them, right? And deep learning and computer vision and AI, they're all allowing those applications to get a second look, right? So um, maybe you could do them in the past, too, and they were expensive. But w- with this technology and the way it, it's driving, it's looking like you could do more uh, with machine vision based off of deep learning. Uh, it's becoming easier to use, easier for people to understand how it works. Um, so I would say that, you know, the technology, the demand for the technology is really coming from everywhere across the board, from every, you know, every market or segment that's out there. Yeah, you know, you mentioned the the deep learning, and I, I over the years I've I've seen this technology gain in 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 notoriety, and and where I think it has the most effectiveness, especially in this market, is is the predictive analytics that it provides. Right, you can drive a whole lot of data, and, and businesses today want that that proactivity versus the reactivity, right? So if you're trying to get, you've already got four nines quality, but you want to eke out that, that last little 10th of a percent or, or something, you're going to want to do more on the, on the predictive side. And that's huge. And and Mm -hmm. to your other point, COVID, man, it has, it has given us a gift and the silver lining out of COVID and all the things that came out of it was it put, our technology and a pressure cooker and, and made it more prevalent today versus any other time, I think, ever. Right. You That's see great. machine vision and fixed industrial scanning in just about everything, because, like you said, we're we're not replacing people. We're utilizing them better because companies are, are still you know, the demands going up. You still want to scale. You still have to produce a certain amount of, of product. To, to keep up with with demand. I mean, we all sat at home during COVID and ordered things off of Amazon and all the other e-commerce solutions, right? So our demand went up and, and we wanted it delivered to our door and we still need cameras and technology to be able to do that. Um, speaking of which, we, we hit on the fix or we hit on the, the machine vision side of things, but what about the fixed industrial scanning? Can you, you just throw your two cents in about where that's going? And, and Sure. Is it going up? Is it is it you know is it well, coinciding I, with with machine vision? Is it one and the same? I, I don't think it could go up any faster. This one's even hotter than machine vision. I know it sounds again. Oh, there's no way this guy just is an industry uh, you know player. But no, it, it is definitely hot, right? We've seen growth in this approach, you know, sixty five percent growth in this over year, year over year, driven by what you were just talking about, how everyone's uh, you know, ordering things online, so there's a higher demand to know where things are. Uh, where your parts are, people are promising one day shipping. So you have to know where all of your stuff is at that time. So there's a lot of track and trace things going out uh, in there. Super heavy demand. 
Uh, two specific applications I'll point out here quickly are, are one is, is just a scan tunnel, right? Uh, it could be a simple scan tunnel from two readers all the way up to 10 readers. People just putting these over a belt, you know, packages going by under the belt for, for transportation and logistics, making sure I know where those are in my, in my processes. We're seeing a huge increase in those. Right. Uh, another one that we're seeing a significant increase in is, again, it's kind of related to the lack of, of human capital that's out there it is this overhead scanning where uh, instead of a user picking up a, a handheld barcode scanner and scanning a box. Right. They'll actually just pick it up and swipe it underneath or move it underneath a fixed industrial scanner and, and, and read it that way. Um, people have seen a, an increase of, of throughput uh, two to four times. Uh, by just using that technology as opposed to just a traditional handheld scanner, right? So that's the way people are thinking and the people are looking in the transportation logistics and, and fixed industrial scanning markets is how do I do things better, faster with different equipment? And that's kind of what we're seeing in, in that market. It's really hot. And I'm guessing that that is why we built the technology the way that we did, utilizing one platform to have both fixed industrial scanning and machine vision from from a software point and also from a hardware point, right? We we can upgrade our, our technology to go from a fixed industrial scanner to a machine vision for those applications that are going to be more of, uh, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm watching a code 128 go down and and now, hey, I've got a, a high value sticker that I need to place on this box. So I'm already reading the, the barcode, but now I need to make sure that, that that sticker is there so that I can put it down a, a different lane to go into a different doctor or maybe a, a, a storage facility that has high value items that are being stored there or something. Can, can you maybe elaborate on on our platform and, and am I correct? And that's why we did it that way. And um, just talk a little bit more about the the why and then the application for that. Sure. Sure. I really hope the competition doesn't want or listen to this podcast because this has been one of the best features that we've actually put into the system. Uh, we, we started looking into getting into this this industry you know, over five years ago. And, and one of the biggest pieces of feedback we got is that it's hard to learn software, many different types of software, if you will. So um, people wanted one single piece of software, one single platform of hardware to be able to do all their applications, right? So uh, customers don't want to have to learn how to use a barcoding software. Then they have to turn around and have to figure out how to use a machine vision piece of software, right? Th th that was not well liked, right? So we wanted to stay away from that. That was one of the big differentiators that we built in this market is that single piece of software that allows you to do both, right? Um, it simplifies things, right? I could have it my way today. I only want to read a barcode today. And just like you mentioned, now I want to look to see if this explosive sticker is on there or battery sticker is on this box. I could just add a license to it, right? I don't have to send the unit back. I don't have to buy a completely different unit to do the same thing. So my total cost of ownership is down, right? I don't have to put all these different parts in my, my tool cribs. I don't have to have a reader and then a camera. I could just buy one and then make adjustments to it as needed to solve my applications. So it's definitely been one of the biggest strengths that we've had. And it's a story that resonates with people very well. And it's winning us some key opportunities, a lot of great places. So, um, you know, thanks to all those in the market who helped us push us in that direction. Uh, you know, as we develop this product, we listen to the feedback from the field, uh, both from our sales team and, and our partner community. And that's that's key. Right? That allows us to hit the mark. And I think we really hit the mark with, with that decision to make an all-in-one platform for both software and hardware. Yeah, and 
you know, if I'm a decision maker at a company, looking at at the ease of use and and you know, you said ROA ROI is not a, a, a as big of a topic. It's more of the the production output, et cetera. But I think the ROI is still a a play here. And, and mm-hmm. if I'm a decision maker, what, what's what's important to me, and and why should I pay attention to where we're going versus maybe some some of the other technologies that are out there? So yeah, important to us again the the, the ease of use. Right. Um, to keep an eye on us. Is that kind of what you're asking? Like, what, what are we, you know, trying to do? Why, why is that kind of where you're, you're pointing us with that question? Yeah. Or, or, you know, where, where are we going in, in, in the market and how are we, how are we moving towards, uh, solving a lot more problems versus, uh, maybe what we can solve today? Yeah. Good. Well, that's a good question. So again, we listen to the feedback from the field and the market. We, we try to follow those demands and, and sometimes we try to jump ahead of them, right? So you know, we're looking to do things with deep learning, right? We know that that's coming, right? So, you know, doing things like with OCR or looking, like you said, I, I love the, the transportation logistics example of looking at the different types of you know, danger labels or, or, or you know, things on the side of that. We're trying to come up and bundle with solutions that meet the demands of the market, right? So bundle, make things easier for people to do, easy to deploy and easy to troubleshoot. So we continue to drive down that path all by, you know, taking a, a look, you know, at, at the market and the demands and listening to that, that feedback that we're getting. I think that's, that's amazing. And, and I know we'll dig into more the industrial automation trends and upcoming in the upcoming podcasts that we have. And, um, yeah, I, I I really love the the guidance that you're giving here with uh, with the industry, your knowledge, and everything else. Is, is are there any other things that maybe we should be thinking about as we're we're pushing towards um, uh, developing? I, I know you mentioned deep learning and and AI is a huge one, and and maybe you know OCR, but maybe from a hardware standpoint, is there sure. anything that we should be yeah. looking at? Yeah, good, good call there. Uh, you know, 3D continues to be a, a player in, in the market, right? So now you could maybe have a scan tunnel that's reading the barcode, but pop a 3D system over top of it to dimension the box, right? Some of those types of things. Look inside the tote to see if there's components and pieces like that. We're also seeing a demand and we're also driving towards higher resolution, right? Uh, with processing power becoming more popular and available, right? And, and larger image imager sizes becoming available you know what would take three barcode readers on the scan tunnel you might be able to do with a higher resolution scanner today right or, or imager today a fixed industrial scanner um so you could pop one you know five eight twelve sixteen megapixel camera above a line as opposed to having three individual two megapixel ones right so that just takes your setup time you know and you you cut that in by thirds right your cabling now is cut in thirds uh, we're also looking at technologies like power over ethernet uh, you know, IO blocks to try to make the wiring and, and, and putting these pieces together, um, much faster so people could do more because the demand is there. Right? There's no shortage of applications that are out there today. The only shortage is the amount of time that people have to spend on these to get these things up and running. So all of those technologies we're trying to incorporate and move in to allow people to do things faster. So. And so many nuggets there. <laughs> I, I, it, Jim, I really appreciate you joining us today, and, and I think there was so much that we unpacked in just a short little time that we had together today. Uh, you know, 
why we why we came out with it, the markets that we're hitting, uh, the the efficacy into the greater zebra channel, and and what we do, and, and more importantly, you know, some of the cool things that we have coming out, and and the efficacy and investment that we're doing into AI and and deep learning. Um, I, I really appreciate you coming on, man. Thank you so much. Well, it was great. Well, thanks for having me. I'll, I'll come back anytime you want uh, to talk about this. As you can tell, I'm very passionate and love this industry, and it, it's growing. And uh, uh, I always do more to, to help out wherever I can. This is really exciting. And if we could educate people and get more people in tune with what we, what's going on in the market, I'm all for that. So thanks, Will. Appreciate you, Jim. And, and thank you to our listeners for tuning in. I'm going to be back next month with a new guest. So I encourage you to subscribe to Your Edge blog and podcasts to be alerted when the new episodes of Industrial Automation Insights are available. Until then, thank you so much. Again, Jim, thank you. Have a great one.